Hi and welcome. This is Nibbles in Space with me, Malcolm McDonald. So, why go to space for science? Well, broadly speaking, it can be split into three reasons. To look outwards from Earth, to look downwards on our Earth, and for microgravity. That is, to exploit the continual freefall of being in orbit. But you might think, I can see the stars, so why do you need to go to space to study them? Well, the Earth's atmosphere causes a lot of challenges to astronomy and space science. The heat haze that you see on the horizon on a sunny day is caused by the atmosphere heating up and mixing. And this type of disturbance is why the stars twinkle at night. This reduces the clarity of astronomical observations. And the atmosphere also dims or reduces the amount of energy in the light that makes it to the ground. In fact, it completely blocks some wavelengths of light. So if we get above the atmosphere, we can minimise these changes. That's why telescopes are built at the top of mountains. But it's better to go to space. Of course, there are other reasons to go to space for science. By studying the space environment around the Earth, we can better understand how it affects our lives and our planet. This includes everything from charged particles from the sun that cause the northern and southern lights to cosmic rays that can cause temporary errors in computers, even at ground level, like corrupting a file in storage or causing a calculation to give the wrong answer. And of course, to study the other planets in our solar system, it does help if you can get a bit closer to them. The microgravity of space also offers opportunities for science, and the International Space Station provides a convenient place to do this, as it's already got a lot of the infrastructure to support experiments, including ample power and bandwidth to get results back to Earth. And of course, astronauts and cosmonauts who can both run experiments and also be experimented on. The space station currently provides the only place to study the long-term physical effects of the absence of gravity. For example, astronauts lose, on average, more than 1% of bone mass per month in space, making them good subjects to study and learn more about osteoporosis and how to help minimise its effects. Meanwhile, a space-based sensor for observing the Earth's got many attractions. Once the satellite is deployed, it can take as many images as required each time it views the area of interest, unlike an aircraft which requires a dedicated flight each time. Also, as satellites don't require legal authorization to view or overfly the Earth, they can view any country and across borders, enabling them to analyse phenomena at continental scale, say geological structures or water resources. The increased altitude of a spacecraft versus an aircraft does tend to mean that the detail in the image is poorer, and a satellite sensor tends to be more complex and expensive. But orbits can be designed to ensure spacecraft can provide repeat images of a target region, or even the whole Earth in a much shorter time than a single aircraft could, and using multiple spacecraft can further reduce this revisit time. Although that doesn't mean you won't just get more pictures of the tops of clouds. But using radar and infrared sensors can help image through cloud and even at night. Large-scale marine and biological phenomenon can actually become more apparent when viewed from space. And monitoring the oceans, for example measuring sea surface temperature or the sea state, can be undertaken more comprehensively than is otherwise affordable. Similarly, 
Altimetry from space provides information on sea level and the size and health of glaciers and ice caps in detail that's otherwise near impossible. We can even measure the shape of the Earth from space, measuring changes in ground density and level due to, say, drought or overuse of underground freshwater or the building of underground tunnels. Together, these insights allow us to understand the impact we're having on our planet allowing us to monitor progress towards the UN Sustainable Development Goals as well as the effects of climate change from greenhouse gases and air pollution to deforestation and desertification and so much more. These insights and the collective need for them are driving more and more countries to contribute to the global Earth observation system, giving us an ever-increasing understanding of our impact on our planet and our responsibility to take better care of it. This was a nibble in space with me, Malcolm McDonald. For a little more of a nibble on this with some visuals, why not visit spaceprof.xyz or subscribe to the podcast for future nibbles. In the next nibble, we'll munch and muse, can you make money in space?